0: Maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bible ready, today we'll be in the book of First Peter, chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. I simply entitled this, Jesus is Our Living Hope. Here is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. The virtues that we have from 1 Corinthians 13. And faith always leads us to work. And love is an evidence. The agape love. A sacrificial love is an evidence of our salvation. And then we become servants of Christ. Because we love Him. And then the third evidence that we have. Is the salvation is hope. Looking for the return of Jesus Christ. You should wake up with that hope every day. Today's the day. Am I ready? Am I ready for His return? He could come back today. Are you ready for that? And that's why a lot of people struggle in, at death. They struggle with their, their faith at the end because they lost some way, somehow they've forgotten their hope. A living hope. Like you're, you have Christ. You have Christ. You have a living hope. It's important for us to, to remember that, not to lose. And there's so many scriptures that deal with hope. It's throughout the Bible. In First Timothy six seventeen, it says, "Instruct those who are rich in the present world not to be conceited, or set their hope on uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy." In First Peter chapter one verse thirteen, therefore prepare your minds for action. I love that verse keep sober in the spirit set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of jesus christ he's like prepare your mind for action every time you open the word of god prepare your mind for action every time you listen to the word of god prepare your mind for action because i'm talking to you a lot of times we get into the word of god and you go man that's really good for my wife that's really good for my kids no he's talking to you the person in the mirror is the biggest problem that you'll deal with every day remember that if you can walk with christ with faith hope and love you'll change a marriage you'll change a family because you step out in faith and you have that sacrificial servant love that that agape love that 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 you love christ and you want to serve others and you have hope. And because you have hope, you can give hope to the hopeless. There are people in this world right now that are in desperation that are hopeless. They don't know what's going to happen to them if they die. They don't know what's going to happen to them next week. They have no hope. And when you lose hope, you lose everything. See, I have hope because I know that, that my hope is in a future and I'm going to be with Jesus. I mean, P, when, when Paul speaks of hope, Paul shares that with Felix the governor in Acts chapter 24, verses 14 and 15. He says, but I confess to you this, to uh, confess this to you, that in accordance with the way which they call a sect, and the way is those that are following Jesus Christ, I do serve the God of our fathers, believing everything that is in accordance with the law is, is written in the prophets, having Having a hope in God. And he goes on in, in Acts chapter 26 when he gets in front of King Agrippa and he goes in Acts 26, verse 6, he says, And now I'm standing trial for the hope of the promise made by God to our fathers. I want you to think about this hope because this hope of the way John Mark was dragged to death, martyred, Luke, the physician, was hung. By an olive tree. We know that the Apostle Paul. As he talks about that hope. He was killed by Emperor Nero. Beheaded. James the half brother of Jesus. Was thrown a hundred feet off a wall. Because he refused to deny. Faith in Jesus. He lives. And won't stop talking about Jesus. And they beat him to death with clubs. John the beloved. Was boiled to death. But he didn't die. And then they put him on, a, on an island where he wrote Revelation and Patimus. And yet he was the only one that lived to be a hundred. And Peter, who is talking about a living hope, was crucified upside down. See, our, our hope is not in the things of this world. This is the problem that Christians have. You have hope in things of this world. I don't have hope in 2024 for this election no more than I had in 2020. A politician will not save you. Okay? Now, I will tell you, you need to vote. You, you vote biblically. You vote based upon the Word of God. You pray before you go vote, and then you've got to pray after. You pray they can get the votes counted in one night. I don't know why, why that takes so long now. It never has before, but it's, it's a mess. We don't put our hope in the leaders of this country. We put our hope in Jesus Christ. Christians have forgotten that. I think it's very important for for us to care about the country that we live in. I do. I think it's very important. But I'd rather have more hope in Christ than I have in this, this country. We put hope in our relationships. Some of you will actually put more hope in the relationship with your spouse than you do Jesus Christ. You don't know how to function if you don't have that relationship. Your hope is supposed to be in Christ. Some of you put your hope in positions. I need to be at this position at this job with this money. And your hope for Jesus is down here. Do you understand why so many Christians are struggling right now? They got their hope in the wrong place. They're hoping in this world. Everything in this world will be burned up. Think about that. Just just think about that just for a second. What is the most prized thing that you have in your house? Gone. Gone. What is it? It's gonna get burned up. Gone. Do you, have a, do you have a stranglehold on it? Is you, are you putting more of your hope in the stuff that you have? We have to remember that our, our living hope is Jesus Christ. And that's why he tells us in, in that next little bit, he says, to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's why Martha said, when, Martha, when, when Lazarus had passed away, the I am statement, which is so important, And we can glass over this very quickly, but I mean, we need to understand that that statement is important because if Lazarus doesn't come out of the grave, then he is not the resurrection and the life. Jesus says in in John 11, 25 and 26, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life and the one who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die And he asked the most important question in the Bible. Do you believe this? Every person has to answer that for themselves. Personally. Do I believe that? Do I believe He was resurrected? I believe that. But do you? I believe that Jesus was resurrected. I believe that He is the resurrection and the life and there is no other way. I put all my hope in that. Because what did Paul tell us in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 14? And if Christ has not been raised then preaching is in vain your faith is also in vain like I, if it didn't happen then everything i did was in vain that's why it's important for us to understand like when he when we put our hope in the resurrection the jesus christ resurrection of jesus christ from the dead because that happened he defeated death because that happened he defeated sin because that happened everyone will be resurrected Now, will everyone be resurrected to heaven? Oh, no. Every one of you have eternal life. It's it's either the wide road or the narrow road. You'll either spend eternity in hell or you'll spend it in heaven. But you've got to be born again. The last point we see is born again and protected by the power of God. To obtain an inheritance which is imperishable, undefiled, and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Now, for me, I look at this and I go, man, I got an inheritance coming. Woo! I, think, I'm, I don't think I'm getting one from mom. I don't think that's happening. Maybe she doesn't spend all her money. But that's not the one I want. That's monopoly money. Everything you do here is monopoly money. The one you want is this one. This, this inheritance that is imperishable. It's undefiled. That's waiting for you in heaven. Because you're his child. We went over this in Ephesians. This inheritance. In John chapter 14 verses 1 through 4. I love this verse. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. Now some of y'all will get hooked up on mansions and all that stuff. Y'all need to stop all that. I don't care if I'm living in the pool house. I'm in the outhouse. I'm in heaven. Okay? Okay? Like, people will get, actually, what kind of mansion am I going to have? You got the wrong idea about heaven. We need to get it right. My father's house, there are many rooms. Rooms. Did you get that? You get in a room. If, (laughs) If that were not so, I would have told you. Because I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I am coming again, and I will take you to myself So that where I am, there you will also be. And you know the way where I'm going. The way to know where he's going is through being born again. It's through being born again. That inheritance is a a portion, a possession that is allotted. And it's imperishable. It cannot be corrupted. It will not decay. And it's reserved and set aside. And he says in verse 5, "...who are protected..." by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time like my faith is horizontal right but my protection is vertical comes from God we have to remember that the the power of God is when we think about this the power of God that's running through through you as the Holy Spirit is in you if you are his You have the resurrecting power of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit in you. There is no way that you cannot tell me that you cannot live this life as a new new creation. I can't get over this and I don't want to hear it. You have the enabling power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ operating inside of you and you can't get over it? You can. But your flesh and the old you is not allowing it. You need to kill it. See, a lot of times I meet a lot of Christians and they got their shovels out and they're trying to dig up the old man or the old woman, that stinky, funky person of the devil who is is living for this world because you want to go back and do some of the old things you used to do. You need to put a shovel down and walk away from it because you have the power of God that operates within you. The other thing with that is too is because I have the power of God that operates within me and I have a living hope. I am going to step on toes and I'm going to step out in faith and I'm going to go live for Christ and I don't care what the world thinks. Counsel me, throw me out, take me off of any social network. I don't care. You go to prison, you start a prison ministry. You start preaching the Bible. You have the power of God that operates in you. Why, why are Christians living a victim life? It, it's like we... It tells us in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, a part of the thing we're supposed to do is work out our salvation, right? We're not saved by works, but we're supposed to work out our salvation. That means that you actually work out your salvation. You spend time in prayer. You spend time in the Word. You spend time actually meditating on the Word of God. You spend time in fellowship with other believers. You spend time serving others. You're working out your salvation. You're sacrificially giving up your time, your talent, your treasure for for the love of Christ to others. And you're being the salt and the light. And he tells us in Philippians 2.13, it says, For it is God who works in you both to desire and to work for His good pleasure. So when the power of God operates through you, it is not for you to get the glory. It's for God. We have too many pastors and ministers and people that are wanting the glory on Sunday. And misrepresenting and misusing the Word of God. I want you all to turn to Psalm 121. When we think about the power of God and when you get into a place where you feel like you're losing hope, you should highlight this one or keep this one on the back burner. Because you're going to need it at some point in your life. Or someone else is going to need it. We're going to read the whole psalm. Psalm 121. And a lot of y'all probably know this psalm. Y'all probably know the first part of it. But I want you to read the, read the rest of it. In verse 1 it says, I will raise my eyes to the mountains. For where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. I love that. Like dude, there ain't nothing you could do to me on this earth. You can kill me. But my soul belongs to God. I'm born again. And, and and if you martyr me, there'll be more that come to faith. That's that's on you. If you want to do that. But we serve the Lord who created the heaven and, and the earth. And we have to we can't forget that. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Behold, he watches over Israel, will neither slumber nor sleep. Hamas may have thought they got something over on Israel, but they have no clue what God, the power of God, will do. They have no idea. There's not a weapon made by man that can stop the power of God. Can't forget that. The Lord is your protector. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not beat down on you day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. Not some. All. All. He will keep your soul. That's who has my soul. Not the devil. Because I'm born again. The Lord regards your going out and your coming in from this time and forever. I'm His. That never stops. Because I'm born again. I belong to Him. I'm eternal. And everything that I do from this moment on affects eternity. So when, when people become born again and you become a new creation in Christ, you have your faith and your love and your hope and you step out and you start serving others and you start doing the work of the Lord. And through that, you, you have the beauty of knowing that, that at the end of the day, my time doesn't end here. My loved ones should know that you'll see me again. That's your hope. Now... Which one of your relatives, which one of your loved ones don't know Jesus? Because you won't see them again. They have no hope. See the difference? I have hope. I have hope. And we can't forget that. That's why I love the way he says this. Who are protected by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time? The best is yet to come, which will be glorification. Not unless we're caught up in the rapture. Are you ready for that? Do you wake up ready for that? Right? I want to read this and then we'll get on to communion. This was actually written by Chuck Swindoll and I love this. Because he's talking about hope. A living hope. And he, he, he wrote this on hope. It says, Hope is a wonderful gift from God. A source of strength and a courage in the face of life's harshest trials. When we are trapped in the tunnel of misery, hope points to the light and at the end. When we are overworked, exhausted, hope gives us a fresh energy. When we are discouraged, hope lifts our spirits. When we were tempted to quit, hope keeps us going. When we lose our way, confusion blurs the destination. Hope doles the edge of panic. When we struggle with a crippling disease or a lingering illness, hope helps us persevere beyond the pain. When we fear the worst, hope brings the reminder that God is still in control. When we must endure the consequences of bad decisions, hope fuels our recovery. When we find ourselves unemployed, hope tells us we still have a future. When we are forced to sit back and wait, hope gives us patience to trust. When we feel rejected and abandoned, hope reminds us we're not alone. We will make it. When we say our farewell, our final farewell to someone we love, hope in the life beyond gets us through the grief. Put simply, life hurts and dreams will fade. Nothing helps like the living hope of Jesus Christ. Do you have that hope today? It's important for us to remember that. So what's your application for today? Remember that you have to be born again. Get back to using that term. Peter uses it throughout the Bible. Jesus uses it. Born again. Are you, do you? know? I know Jesus. No, are you born again? I go to church. No, are you born again? Nicodemus went to church. And he wasn't born again. We have to start getting intentional about sharing faith. And, and, and be real about that. Don't lose hope. You, you may be, I, I spoke to a couple this past week struggling in their marriage don't lose hope don't lose hope another one that I spoke to that got a 17 year old that's struggling right now don't lose hope as parents trust the living hope remember that and and you have the power of God that operates in you start using it because you know what I I remember my senior pastor said Joe a lot of y'all met Hector yesterday he's part of our board and and so Pastor Hector's on our board. But Pastor Joe used to always say this and and was very intentional about it. It's like you're gonna get to heaven and you're gonna wanna go talk to, you know, you're gonna want to go talk to Moses, or you're gonna wanna go talk to all these different people from the old testament, and you know what they're gonna look at you? They're gonna wanna talk to you. And they're gonna wanna know what you did with the power of God that operated within you because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. Some of them didn't have the Holy Spirit operating within them. The Holy Spirit was given and sometimes taken away. But with you, because of Jesus Christ, it resides in you. They're going to want to know what did you do with that power? How are you going to answer that? Well, I went to church every Sunday. Died to self. And follow Him. You have the power of the Holy Spirit that operates within you. You can walk away from any sin because it operates within you you can step out in faith and you go i've never shared the gospel before you can do it because of the power of the holy spirit you can do a lot look i'm not supposed to be doing this and you are going yeah you're not supposed to be doing this but the power of god allowed me to and he gets the glory because i've never taught before and you're going yeah you you can i can tell and that's okay but I just put my hands to the plow and I took one step of faith and then if that took me another step of faith and then it was another step of faith and that's all we do. We just keep moving forward because hope allows us to move forward and when we have a living hope in Jesus Christ, we'll move forward. I'll tell you what's going to happen now is we're going to go ahead and get ready to get communion. Uh, Kirk, you're going to go grab, uh, okay, and then Reuben and y'all can get communion passed out. Um, communion is for believers and and so it's for those that are born again and and so i believe i i mean i i think i know everybody's faith but i want to give the opportunity uh for those who may catch this on the radio later on or either may be watching this at home right now that you are not born again or you go i don't know if i'm born again i don't think i've ever simply to to be born again is to admit you're a sinner that you are a sinner we all are sinners and we all need forgiveness and within that forgiveness that's through Jesus Christ we turn from our sins and turn to him and then we believe that Christ died and and rose from the dead and we ask Christ into our heart and we ask him to be the Lord of our life and within that moment there's nothing special about the prayer that we Say, it's as this tells you in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. It says that if you confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. From the heart, one will believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So, with eyes closed, if you want to say this prayer with me, if you have not given your heart to Christ, and if you catch this later on on the radio and you go, I, I've never done this, I didn't know you could do it on the radio. Or on facebook or wherever else you're catching it you can it's a matter of you choosing to follow jesus now to know that your eternal security is with him that you are no longer separated from god because of your sin just repeat this prayer after me dear lord jesus i know i'm a sinner i ask for your forgiveness i believe in my heart you died for my sins and rose from the dead fill me with the holy spirit be my Lord and Savior, be the Lord of my life, and help me to live with that enabling power of God to do your will, in Jesus' name.